Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is June eighth. The time is about uh, le- uh, uh, the, the time is about eleven thirty a.m. Reddy Noon PC has been conducting uh, Zoom calls or conference call from past eleven years. Please fill out a Google sheet so that we can respond to you fast. If you're a newcomer, please let us know that you're a newcomer. Hi, uh, uh, thank you, Rahul Garu, for this uh, opportunity. Uh, my wife is a U.S. citizen and she filed for I one thirty for me, and it is approved now. And uh, my question is, uh, my I-485 has been pending for the last three weeks uh, since the approval of I-130. Supra, your wife is a U.S. citizen. Why did not you file 485 along with the I-130? Uh, uh, that's a mistake, Rahul Garu. I, I made a mistake, uh, but I did not know that. Uh, she filed online. She was she was in a hurry. She wanted to do it. She did not want to wait for me to fill up the 485, I-693 medicals, everything. Well, you could have so filed she... when you got the receipt notice itself, though. You don't have to wait until it's approved. But anyway, it's approved. Yeah, you I... filed the 485. It's pending for three weeks, okay? Yeah. For I So the I-130 has been uh, filed in May of 2022, and I filed my 485 in July of 2022. So within two months, I filed oh, okay, my I got it. I got it. Okay. And Keep I, going. I sent my medicals as well. And my wife did a mistake in the I-130 where she selected both adjustment of status and consular processing in the I-130. Not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. okay. So I received my EAD card, my EAD plus the advanced parole combo card beginning this year in January. And uh, my I-130 just got approved in May 13th of 2023. And it has been three weeks and no movement on 485. So I was wondering if it is normal to wait after I-130 is approved, waiting for 485. Oh, yeah. No, it's normal. 485 is taking about two years nowadays. So you filed oh. in July of 2022. So you have one more year left for you to be worried about. In fact, okay. it is in your... When did you got married? I, I got married in April of uh, 2021. It would... Oh, 2021. So it's good that you got delayed because otherwise what will happen is that they will give a temporary green card valid only for two years. Now you're going to get a permanent green card. So you're in okay. good shape. I don't see any okay. problem there. Okay. Thank you, Rahul Garu. Thank yeah, you. Just because you put it in the council processing, even if there's no adjustment of status, it won't cause any problem. Next person, please. Okay. Thank Shankar. you. Shankar. Shankar. Yes, hi. Yes, go ahead, Shankar. So a quick question. Firstly, thank you for taking the call. Um, so I have a situation. I got laid off yesterday, and uh, my 485 was applied um, 170 days ago. It's not 180 days yet. Uh-oh. I, it, um, I mean, so last working day was yesterday. 
um, but technically I'm associated with the company for, uh, for another two weeks. So that will cross 180 days. What impact would that have on KC21? I do not want you to join another company until 180 days. Okay, leave that 180 days and then join another company. Um, definitely, it's a question of interpretation. When you left the company, they will ask, will they withdraw the I-140? Will they withdraw the H-1B? There are a lot of things that can play, but I would say with 90% certainty that you should be getting the green card. So um, when do they ask for these things? I mean, uh, so I got- they will, they, they will, they will, uh, if they, they may ask in an RFE, they may ask in the interview, the 485, uh, when you go for the 485, what is the employment history at that point of time? You'll have to make a statement. When did you left the job? Okay, so um, I got an RFE for uh, I got an RFE for uh, six ninety three. Uh, I did. That doesn't send... that doesn't mean that you won't get an interview. That doesn't mean that you won't get an RFE again. What is your priority okay. date? Uh, mine is uh, June twentieth, twenty twelve. Missing by five. EB three. EB three. Missing not missing by five days. Watch for the video that we are going to put at two two p.m. in the today because you're missing by three years now so they're going to retrogress for three years they already right? did they already did so uh, so definitely i will not i will not i will i will leave the 485 as it is so okay next person please but can they can they take the 485 away from me i mean can they withdraw the 485 can you withdraw the 485 i don't so want you to withdraw for it Sorry, can the employer no, withdraw? No, no, the employer cannot withdraw the 485. Only you can withdraw the 485. They can so, withdraw the I-140 that may give an indication when you left the job. They may withdraw the H-1B that may have given indication when you left the job. But can they withdraw your 485? No. Can your lawyer withdraw your 485? No. So they are planning on withdrawing. I mean, on paper, they said last day of employment with the companies uh, after two weeks. So that is after... So nothing with respect to H1B. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Let's hope so. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Next Rahul? question, please. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call. Okay. So here my question is, you know, uh, my wife is on H4 and recently and her why H1B. Do you, why, do you, why do you want to apply for it? Why do you want to cancel the change of status? Because of multiple filings? Yes, because that um, I don't know whether it's a multiple filing or not because of uh, some other consultancy. I got a little bit confusion. I don't want to go to did your, with did, your, did your wife filed multiple H1B applications? No, she didn't file it, but uh, my consultancy, I'm suspecting that my consultancy might be filed that one. That's what I'm suspecting. But your they wife, oh, oh, okay, okay. But, okay. So I can I, uh, yeah, my employer, uh, that employer is not willing to send the uh, re uh, withdrawal notification because that is in, in progress now. So can I, an employee can send the withdrawal notification to the USAS to withdraw the no, petition? No, you can't, you can't send it. You can complain to the USCIS, you can do all those things. Okay. Uh, and, or the other thing is that you can just go to Mexico and come back and our H1 change of status will be automatically denied. Okay. Okay. So can I do it now or can I do it before October 1st? Uh, you can do it before October, of... before October 1st. Take one or two weeks. You may want to have a consultation with a lawyer to see if it's 
worth doing it or not because i know what you're speaking because we don't know what the companies have done it and what they have not done it and what you are able to speak in the conference call what you are unable to speak in the conference call is doubtful so yeah you just watch for one or two more weeks and after that you can take a decision okay okay sure that sounds good thank you so much okay ashok uh, hey uh, thanks for taking the call so i was laid off back in november and i've been in india since uh, december mm-hmm. now uh, i got an offer letter from a company and they are going to start the hnb transfer process so mm-hmm. can i uh, come back to us with the with a valid visa hnb visa and offer letter with the, with the old stamping yeah you have a h1b with but will you be having a h1b approval with company b by the time you enter into the united states no i will not no you cannot come in you must so, have the h1b approval with company b approved then you can come in even though your passport stamping is with with company a you can come in no not with the offer letter you cannot come in okay so uh the company is saying that they cannot start the hmb transfer transfer process unless i am in the us soil uh they can fi- they so- can file a consular they can file a consular processing so as opposed to the premium processing they can do premium processing too so what is a consular processing like uh, what is that okay. just so that there i can read back so if you are in usa they will transfer your h1b application from company a to company b if you are mm-hmm. in india let's say for example you are working with tata consultancy company they file a mm-hmm. h1b how do they file a h1b they file in the lotteries right mm-hmm. but you already are counted towards the lottery so you don't have to be counted towards the lottery all they do is that just like tata consultancy filed an h1b they file but you don't go to the lottery it's called consular processing transfer mm-hmm. yeah i know I, like i know i don't need to go through the lottery they, they can just uh, yeah. transfer so they can file a h1 uh-huh. they can file a transfer it's only consular processing you can do premium processing too okay so i don't need to be in the us and also i cannot be in the us unless they uh, unless i have a new stamp so uh, i got to get a well you don't need a new stamp you only need new h1b approval you mean uh, i797 notice is what you say yeah that's it yeah so uh, i don't need to go for a new stamping as long as i have yeah, i told uh, you i told uh, you three times yes sir next person please okay thank you madhura oh, hi uh, my question is my fiance is in india currently if he comes here on h4 h4 can he travel outside us like uh, to india for a few months after h4 ead application will there be any first of all on... how is your fi- fiance is going to come on h4 is I he mean, married with uh, somebody else no i mean uh, we'll get married and then ah okay uh, i got the point yes, okay i was confused yeah. okay absolutely he can come here on h4 apply for the ead he can go to india once the ead is approved he can come can the ead be approved when he leaves the country after he files h4 ead yes can he file a h4 okay. ead while is in india the answer is no okay we'll need the i94 number he has to come here yes. and yeah mm-hmm. Okay. right but then uh, there's no impact on the application he can still work for his same company until he gets the ead and then come here yeah in india he can he, work now he has uh, an h1 approved as well but uh, it's taking a long time uh, from cl- to get the client letter offer letter so that's why we're thinking for this route uh, okay you can you can come here on h4 they can file a h1b transfer the same company can but uh, there is no uh, 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 job project here no, that's why there is no job is there is no job he cannot file ma'am 
but yeah, yes. he can do what you what you are asking to do. Okay, next person, please. Vinod Kumar. Vinod Kumar. Ah, uh, hello, sir. Um, I have applied for EAD AP extensions back in February, but I know it won't be approved before I travel to India in July and August. So, what happens to AP after if it is approved after I return to US? Is it valid, or do I have to reapply? Uh, it's a question of very tough interpretation, though. I've seen some of the cases getting denied, but most of the time the extensions are getting approved. If it's an initial oh. filing, they're getting denied. Oh. No, if it is approved, it is valid, right? If it is approved, it is valid. Yeah, you can say that. And if it is approved, even when I'm in India, it is still valid. The extension, if it's approved. Um, let's say I'm not going to answer that question to you, but I will use <laughs> okay. that if I were you. Okay. I'll use that if I were you. Okay. And awesome. if we change our opinion, we'll let you know in the YouTube. Next person, please. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, so I have just uh, received my new status on the case saying that the case is pending because of uh, the visa number is not out there, not available currently. And that's on EP1 GC uh, processing. I got my AD and EP approval. But your priority date is not current. Why are you concerned right now? So the case pending is because of the priority, uh, priority date is not but your current. Priority date, but, but your priority date is not current. Is that the reason that case pending status is showing? Yeah. yeah, it's saying immigration visa number is not available. Because your visa numbers are not available. So is this something applicable till September end or is it like... Do you know what a visa bulletin is? Uh, I just know, I mean, I, I don't have the full study of it. Well, I will give you a link. I want you to study what a visa bulletin is, okay? Your date is not current. They cannot give the green card for you. If they give the green card for you right now, you are in trouble. Hmm. They're telling exactly what they are supposed to. Okay. Next person, please. Delphia. Uh, hi, uh, this is Delphia. So um, I, have a, I have a scenario for my husband where he's currently in H1, but his max service is, is nearing. But this company, they are they are planning to file for H4 and H4. I have I-140, so uh, H1 and uh, H4 EAD. So, I mean, after my question is, after, after max out, is it possible to do an extension for his H1B even if he doesn't have any pending days on his H1 with the approved I-140? Can Yeah, you can. Can you leave one day for me, ma'am? Can you leave one day on H1B out of six years? Uh, sh uh, sure. Is there a reason? Because they have they applied. Just, don't, they ask have just don't ask Just don't ask me why. It's a lengthy reason. You pay me $400, I'll give you the reason. Okay. Just trust me on this. Leave one day for me, please. Okay. 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 Leave sure. one day. Five years, 364 days. Leave one day for me. Let him move on the H4. Okay. All right. Sure. Thank you so much. Okay. You paid $400. I'll still say the same thing, but in a nice way. Hey, Rahul. Um, I have a question for you. So I'm on my H-1B visa and my permit process is in phase one uh, documents collection phase. Uh, the hiring process also has not been started yet. I have a Canadian visit visa and also have a valid H-1B stamp in my passport. So uh, is there any issue if I travel to Canada by road and enter the U.S. again? Um, when is your, when is your uh, uh, sixth year expiring? Uh, 2024. 
2024. I would like you to travel on the flight though, because you have more record when you travel on the flight. Okay. So if I had more time on my H1B, could I travel by road? Is that why you asked that? No, ma'am. The reason okay. is that when you travel by road, they may not record it properly. Oh, and okay, I okay. Doubt, and I doubt your intention, whether you may be hiding a fact from me also, by not traveling, you're telling me you're traveling. So right. for all okay. the reasons, how do right. I know whether you um, traveled or not? I understand. And one last question. So will this affect my perm process in any way? Zero, zip, nothing. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Rahul. Next person, please. Vamshi Krishna. Vamshi. Yeah. So, um, so this is a question regarding my brother. So my brother was enlisted in the Mavni in uh, April 2017. Then uh, he went for neutralization in August 2020 and uh, got rejected. So the reason is, uh, you know, he joined a university which turned out to be to be a fake university. He joined the Farmington. And uh, so because of that, so they didn't uh, neutralize him. And uh, so because of that, in uh, Jan 2020, his uh, visa got revoked. He was on H1B. While studying in that uh, university, he got H1B and his visa got revoked. So I just wanted to know, like, you know, can he apply again? for the neutralization and uh, come to USA right now no, is in India. No, no, because he's been denied because what the immigration is alleging is that, I know what this Manvi program is where they entered the Manvi program, then they canceled the Manvi program. It was a class action lawsuit. And based on that, your brother was invited, you know, because of the class action. He went to the uh, August 2022. What the basis for the rejection for it is that they are telling that he has done a fraudulent activity in obtaining an immigration benefit. There is a permanent bar for it. Oh, so okay. so since it's a permanent bar, he has to request for the waiver for it for him to come into. Okay. He's outside the country right now, is it right? Yes. So for him to apply the naturalization, first he has to come here. So he has to first get a B2 visa to come into this country. Okay. To get a B2, he needs to get a waiver. Even, even if he gets a waiver though, he already got denied August 2020. Okay. So, so he got he cannot yeah, a class. Yeah. Yeah, he cannot get anything. He's done. I mean, his chapter is closed in USA. Okay. Got it. I mean, we tell, so let, me, is, let, me tell, let me tell you, Vamsi Krishna, we tell this yeah. to people, don't do it. Don't do these day one CPDs. Don't do multiple filings. But nobody listens to us. I don't know what to do. We bang our head. Huh. I, your, your brother could have got the citizenship though. Direct citizenship, uh -huh. no green card. Yes. But he lost the opportunity. When we tell the people, they don't believe it. That they think so that I'm scaring people. Okay. But anyway, okay. I don't care what they think. I tell what I feel is right. So what if my brother wife comes over here, then can he come as a dependent? No, still the bar is applicable. Permanent bar is applicable. In the DS-160 form, they'll ask, have you ever misrepresented, fraudulently misrepresented uh, uh, in obtaining an immigration benefit? in trying to obtain immigration benefit. Okay. And since the answer is yes to that question, then he has to go to the waiver. If he says no to the question, then he is 
uh, he cannot come in. Okay. okay? Got it. Next person, please. Charu Rajput. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Charu. And uh, I had a question. Like, I got laid off by my employer and I no, no longer have like work visa. And I extended my stay by applying for B2 visa. So my question mm -hmm. is, can I can I apply for unemployment benefits? No. I cannot? No. Okay. <laughs> because last time I was talking to somebody, they said that I can. Um... If, you, if you are on H4 EAD and you don't have mm -hmm. employment, then you can. Not on okay. B2. Don't apply. Okay. And I no longer have my work visa. So that's what that's I was right. wondering. Like. That's right. No, ma'am. You so can't I apply. Cannot. Okay. No, you okay. cannot. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks. Vikar Prakash. Uh, hi. So uh, thanks for taking this call. So uh, I'll try to explain the scenario. I filed for... So, 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 so this the particular full-time company that you filed a H-1B. That is not involved with any bad things, is it right? No, sir. It, it's not. If that is a full-time company, which I mean, you know, it may be a Coca-Cola or something like that, is it right? So yes. if that is the case, though, we are recommending at this point of time, we may be wrong, we are recommending for people like you at this point of time to proceed to file with the Coca-Cola company because Coca-Cola did nothing wrong. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Uh, okay. What now, now, is there a chance they may issue a notice of intent to revoke, notice of intent to revoke, deny or RFE because you applied for it? Yes, there is a chance for it. Okay. But what can you do? So, can I withdraw it? Withdraw the petition? No, by withdrawing the petition, it's still not, you're still not solving the problem. Because mm. the reason for the notice of intent to revoke is not because this Coca-Cola company filed the H-1B. It is because you collaborated with these other three companies in filing H-1B. Is that right? So that problem won't go. I see. I see. So if the so, problem has to be faced, you know, we'll see when it comes. Right now, I recommend you file the H-1B with Coca-Cola company. I see. I see. Thank you, Thank you. Okay. That means I don't know if you if you got my point. Will you pay me four hundred dollar consultation? I'll still say the same thing, but I'll still say it sweetly. That's all. Next person, please. But the answer will be the same thing. Won't change just because you pay me the money. Rajiv, go ahead. Hi, Rahul. Thank you for taking this call. Um, my wife is on F one visa, and it is valid till March twenty four, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I am on H1B and we want to change her status to H4 and bundle it with H4 EAD. I'm right. looking for ways how to do that. Well, give me your email address. We'll do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, what we'll take, I mean, we can... We charge money, of course. We charge $800. Yeah, we can file the H4 plus EAD. Um, there are many different options that you have, though. You can go with a company mm -hmm. lawyer. You can go with us. You can go with anybody else. There is another option, though. When is your H-1B expiring? My H-1B will be expiring in November 25. You can, you can do amendment plus extension. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, it's a bit where we, you can get the H-4 and EAD approval within three weeks. Oh, say that again, H1B amendment plus extension. Uh-huh, that's right. 
So, but my extension, my employer would ask, why do you need an extension if your valid visa is valid till three years? Well, because they are increasing your salary by $1 or decreasing the salary by $1. Oh, okay. You see the point? Okay. How big is your mm-hmm. company? Is it a small consulting company or is it a Coca-Cola company? Medium-sized manufacturing company, not a consulting company. Uh, yeah, just file the H4 for CAD then. They won't, they won't agree with my tactic. <laughs> okay. Okay, so they do not need any any change in my uh, H1B in order to bundle my wife's change of status. Remember, one one dollar change they can, one dollar okay. salary change. They do they need to? No, we just invented it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, thank you. So a lot of people, a lot of people. Oh, my wife changed one thousand. Do I need to file an amendment? No, you don't need to. It was just created for you. Okay, next person. Okay, Sarah. Sharath? Hey, yeah. So, Sharath, you do not have to disclose your DUI and your wife's H4 application. They're only asking whether your wife was convicted. See, your wife is not, is right? Yeah, she's not. No, so you don't have to disclose that. Yeah. I just got confused because the question says, have you or any other person in this application? In this application you? means there are children who may be 19 years old who are, let's say you have a son, okay? Your wife and your son are applying. Did your son had a DUI is the question. You are not part of that application. So you don't need to disclose your DUI information there. Sounds great. Thank you for the clarification, Rahul. Next person, please. Jairam. Hi, sir. Yeah, good afternoon. This is Jairam speaking. Yeah, actually, I have applied for my daughter, like a change of status from H4 to F1. And mm-hmm. last week, it got approved. Just I would like to know whether I need to take a separate like health insurance for her or like a, uh, the old uh, uh, like a health insurance, which I'm having, like, can I continue with that one? You can continue with that. Even though yeah, she and, has moved to the F1, yeah. you can keep uh-huh. her on the health insurance. I think so. The yeah, age is and, about 26 years. Yeah, yeah. And also one more thing, sir, like, uh, like she got internship program outside. So can she able to, uh, like, uh, continue that internship program for this summer or not? That question, she should ask the DSO. Now she is under the control of the DSO. Okay, got it. You know who your DSO is, right? Yeah, means like uh, her counselor, yeah, you right? That college you got counselor. it, right. yeah. yeah. They will got guide it. the things. Okay. Yeah, thank they you. They say she can. She can. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Hey, uh, Rahul. So my situation is that I got laid off during January, and a consulting firm applied for my H-1B uh, with the condition that my offer letter uh, or my job starts on October one if my H-1B got approved. Uh, meanwhile, I got another job that had a very good opportunity for me. So I joined that form and they said that uh, I would have to withdraw my H-1B petition uh, for me to join and they would apply for it in the next uh, year because I still have one more chance left. Uh, and my job started recently and before I could withdraw my application, my H-1B got approved. Um, so I'm just wondering if there is a chance for me to continue with the current company and get my H-1B transferred from the uh, company that applied for it. The company that offered you with October 1st start date, what kind of company is it? 
it's a consulting firm. Yikes. Yeah. And how many um, consulting and, companies did you file H-1B with? Uh, just one. How do you know that they only apply with one company? Uh, yeah, they. I know them personally, so I know that they just applied it with uh, one, for me, with one application. Do you think so that this consulting company might have filed for other people like you? Um, I'm not really sure um, about that. Uh, they the might reason have is the... that the mm-hmm. reason is that if that company mm-hmm. is a genuinely good company, though, it is. I I believe that. The only problem with what you guys believe in, what we believe in, is a little bit different. So, <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> so you may want to go through that, have an independent evaluation done. Because there mm-hmm. is online information that we can pull out from there saying about that company and ask mm-hmm. you many questions. Where is the end client? What all the things? It may be not be possible. The reason is mm-hmm. that if that company is a genuine company, though, why did uh-huh. you leave this full-time job and join that company on October 1st? Mm, well, because it's a consulting firm, there's always so? uh yeah, uh, there's always the possibility that the pay won't be better and opportunities won't be better. I, you, uh, don't, you should you should not concern about pay. You should not concern about about opportunities, ma'am. Get on there after two or three months or four months, move on outside, ma'am. Because okay. for you to get in the mm-hmm. H-1B lottery is very tough. And if it's a That's genuine right. company, you should go for it. Yeah. The problem here right now is if they withdraw it, though, they will kick uh-huh. you out of the civil system. You will be na garka, na gatka. I don't know if you understand. Yeah, 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 I do. Uh, the thing is that uh, they didn't withdraw it. I already got my. No, they have not. Be- I know you told me, but if you request them to withdraw it, you may uh-huh. become nagarka nagatka. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, so you may so- you may want to evaluate to see if you want to proceed with this company or request your company to apply for H one B transfer. Uh, so I can do that with my current One company. With pri- <laughs> wait, wait, there's a problem there too. Sushmita. Yeah, yeah. Right now, there is a humongous amount of fraudulent cases filed. According to the USCIS, they've documented out of the 780,000, 408,000 or 430,000 applications are duplicate applications. So right. are fraudulent applications. So if you mm-hmm. tell the company that, no, you transfer it, they will doubt everything and they might let you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will take one more call and after that, I'll finish. Thank you. Wish you best of luck, Shushmita. Thank you. Yeah. Hello, Rajiv. Rajiv, go ahead. Hi, Rajiv. Sir, I have another question on EB1 category of high salary. How do USCIS evaluate that or how do I look for whether I have sufficient uh, so-called high salary? Well, you know, if you're an IT profession, 400,000 is not a high salary now. Um, right. But... But if you are a postdoctorate, though, 60,000 is a high salary. Correct. So, okay, 60,000. It depends on the profession. Right. If you're a cardiologist. If I looked at LinkedIn, if I, I looked at LinkedIn uh, or Indeed or any other, any paycom uh, that sites, it says a range. And if yeah, my I mean, range lies yeah, in between. No, range lies in between. You're definitely not high salary. Your range should be about double. Postdocs typically get $30,000. My client gets $60,000. Well, that's double the salary. Now, in the EB1A application, that is just one aspect of it, Rajiv. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make an argument for EB1A, you should try to make six arguments out of 10. Though. You may fail in some of those things. Out of those six, some of them, you have to hit them multiple times. 
multiple times. Clearly okay. able to make sold, but the salary was five, but you're saying it is, it is less. No, uh, Rajiv, Rajiv, Rajiv. There is nothing wrong in arguing, even if you if you are in the middle range, there is nothing wrong in making an argument. It, it, at the most, what can they say? Well, we don't think so. It's a high salary. They won't deny the EB1A application because it's not a high salary as long as you're meeting the other three requirements. Mm -hmm. Okay. You okay. got my point? Sure. So I will the other thing if, is, if let's say, yeah. if, let's say you're an IT profession, even if you're making $100,000, I will make an argument. What can they do? At the most, they will deny that particular argument. But I still mm -hmm. win the rest of the four arguments. It doesn't mean that I should not argue for you in the fifth one. Even though you're making $100,000, you're in IT profession. You got my point? Got it. Got it out. The other thing, followed up question is, uh, on being on H1B, can I work as a like, volunteer for peer review on research papers? Absolutely, you can. You can, you should. Perfect. Thank you. I'm going to close the conference call. Guys, the next conference call is tomorrow at 3.30 Central Time. Sorry that we couldn't take back. You can make an appointment. My schedule is open. Uh, the appointment link will be given there for you. You guys can make an appointment at any point of time with our office to speak with me. Uh, can you put the link there, Suthi? Yes, sir. And just open the conference call for about one or two minutes before you close, okay? okay. Thank you, guys. Wish to be so long. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.